to another episode of Sports and Songs podcast. We're on season four, episode number four. This is the sports edition tonight. It's December 5th, 2022. We're your hosts, Dan and Andy. Andy, how are you? I am doing good, all things considered for me this last week. We'll get to that later on, but it's been a very, very emotional situation here. Oh, really? We should, yes. We'll get on that. Is that going to be part of a soapbox, maybe? That's going to be after the soapbox or later on. But uh, we will be covering that, yes. We've laughed, we've cried a lot this week. It's been a lot going on. So the college football regular season is done. The championship conference championship games are done. All we've got is really the annual Army-Navy game Saturday, and then it's bowl season, baby. And, and here's one thing I, I'm going to say now. I don't have it in my regular notes because it's so political path me, I don't get it. They have their four teams for their big four playoffs in football. They can go to 12 now because the Rose Bowl committee signed off saying, sure, we'll take your money. Okay. So the one conference has their conference championship game. K-State beats TCU in overtime. Yet ECU stayed in the top four for the tournament. How's that figure out? Well, I was going to bring that up as well because, you know, USC loses and drops out. Yep. Ohio State comes in, TCU loses and stays there. So right. I, I think that's a fair question. I I, I don't get it. I'm not saying K-State should take their place. Not saying that at all. They are a top 10 team now. Congratulations, Coach. But, I mean, and, and here's the argument right there. If you let 12 teams in the tournament, do these conferences still have their conference championships? Because <clears> – <throat> That would have been a first-round game, maybe. And now you've messed all that up. A team that was maybe well, 12. Like in the now, middle of 10. Is that going to knock Now, Andy, out? you've heard me say this before, and I'll say it again. If there's four teams in the tournament, the fifth and sixth teams are going to be complaining. Right. If you have 12, right. the 13 and 14 yep. teams are going to yep. be bitching. If you have top 30 teams in the tournament, teams 31 and 32 are going to be outside looking in. You're, you're never going to fight that right, right. battle unless you have a playoff. But it's the same – issue you're still fighting that but i have a trivia question a trivia let's get back to the Mason trivia group. question is how we start off the episodes here for the sports edition and it's always something that's going on at the time or in the season yep. now with fall yep. season wrapping up <clears throat> basketball season's in full swing i have a big 10 basketball trivia question for you big Andy. You're a fan of Iowa. we cover iowa on the show yep iowa women's basketball caitlin clark just recorded her seventh career triple double this week. Ooh. Triple double, hard, right. hard to do once or twice. She has seven in her career. Where does that rank her all time in the Big Ten, men and women? Ooh. Men and women. That's a good guys on the men's side. Oh, tons. Yeah, okay. and she's good, but yeah, I've never yeah. seen this stat before, and I and I wanted to we wanted to share it here on the show as yeah. a trivia. Where does she rank all time in the history of Big Ten basketball men's and women's programs with number seven for her number of career triple doubles in, in a game? And it being early in the season, I think she's only a junior. This number is only going to go up, obviously. Yes. Yo. Yeah. So that'll be. That. It's an interesting number. I. Uh, I think we're uh, we we think it's it's worth sharing. But go ahead. What we'll do is share your screen. Yeah, here. get my screen up there, and I'll start going through my my uh, wonderful bit of the show here. You Bits get, and pieces. You can get rid of this and go just to my screen. I'll be just fine here. Let me 
Here we go. There we are. The Gophers. We'll start with Gopher news. We were we had bad information last week. The Gophers are okay. not in the Music City Bowl. They are. Oh yes. In the yes, Bad right. Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl at Yankee Stadium. Yankee Stadium in the cold. December twenty. So they get booted from the Big Ten or the you know those Big Ten games on the Christmas Eve Christmas Day. Playing Syracuse, so they're in Syracuse's backyard, basically. It's that East Coast bias trying to screw the Midwest once again. But on the Pinstripe Bowl, uh, to me personally, this is a downgrade from the Music City Bowl because this is a made-up bowl that started in 2010. Yeah, it falls on bowl, a Thursday. Yeah. A Thursday also. Whatever. It, whatever. Just no one get hurt. Hope Mo has a good game to help his draft status, and that's it. Stick with the Gophers. We're going to talk a little Gopher puck action. The men, 13-5, and two-game winning streak. They got the Badgers in town this weekend. So we'll see how that goes for the boys. They are, as of today, the fifth. They're third. Third right there. And in the Big Ten, they are leading the Big Ten, of course. Uh, seven schools in the Big Ten. Not everybody plays. But we let Notre Dame play with us in this. So there's seven schools there, but we're third nationally. The Gals, 12-3-2, two-game winning streak. Got St. Cloud State and a home-and-home home this weekend. WCHA standings, Gophers are in second. And in the new standings today, the Gophers are sixth overall. Dropping from number five. Uh, Colgate have some big wins. They moved up, so that kind of moved there. And uh, Duluth up from eight to seven. Gopher basketball has started. Uh, that is that time of year if you look at your calendar. The boys are four and four with a three-game losing streak-ish. Lost a tough one to Purdue the other day. Purdue's got a nice team. They're going to have some kids you're going to see playing. Uh, some names on Purdue you want to remember for the draft. Michigan coming up on Thursday. Then Mississippi State and Arkansas Pine Bluff could be a tough game. So those are the ones you fall asleep on a little bit and you may win, but you only win by like six. You know, so you got to be careful. The ladies five and three. That includes their loss to NDSU. They got Kentucky and Iowa. Iowa, good team. Iowa won their last game. They've had some tough losses against good teams. So they are a little, little angry. The Gophers will be in Iowa City on Saturday. So that will not um, – let's just hope they come out healthy. Wrestling, we said it's that time of year. The Gopher wrestlers are 4-0, which, of course, equals a four-match winning streak. Here's how the last ones were. Uh, Number 24, St. Cloud State. They went in there 19 and 6. Then they went to Augustana, 37 and to 4. Um, not, you know, something to brag about, but still, wins win. Then uh, they took care of number five, Oklahoma State, down in Oklahoma State. Hmm. And now they got Friday, they got the Bison. I know from watching the Bison social media up there in Fargo, they are very excited for this. So we shall see. Um, I don't know if it's going to be on any TV, if you can stream it on a Gopher website or something maybe, but if you can, I would. 
Transition to Bison Wrestling. That's how we work here. Nice, smooth transitions. 2-0 for the Bison. They've taken care of number eight, Oklahoma. They took care of Brigham Hamilton. They did two champions at their Bison Open. Had a finalist at uh, down with the Bunnies there at the Dakota Tronics Open. Bring on the Gophers, they say. Now, there you see it says WDAY Extra. That's a North Dakota link off the Bison website, but you might be able to find it if you look. Then uh, the Bison got Buffalo. Then they go to Little Rock. Then for wrestling, the Bison are in the Big 12. So they'll be at Missouri Tuesday, December 20th. Hmm. More Bison sports. They just keep playing. Football, they took care of Montana. Took care of business at home, as we like to say in the business. Now they'll be at home against Sam Upford. Pronounce that correctly, Samford, who's ranked number eight or the sixth seed in the tournament. Here's the brackets. The buys are the three seed, so it's the three against six and one eighth on the other side of the bracket in the top half of your bracket as you look. South Dakota and Holy Cross will play. They both advance. Lower half, UIW and Sacramento State. Sacramento State with a close come-from-behind win to beat Richmond. And five and four. So the top eight, as planned, have advanced on. So there's your fight against having a bigger tournament for bowl, bowl games. The top eight make it while we have everybody else there. Well, UIW won by three. Sacramento State came from behind. Montana State only won by eight. You know, so upsets do happen, just not this year. Bison basketball. Boys are not doing very well. Um, there's our last four, the Lobo Classic. I took it on the chin. Doing up to Eastern Washington. Lost. Then we go back out west again for Portland, and then they come home for Montana Grizz. And then they got uh, Bulford, and then December 19th at Western Illinois to start the summit season there. Gals are 6-2. and two. Last two have been losses. The state of Michigan was not good to them. Eastern and then Central both defeated them. So they're at Northern Iowa, at Green Bay. Then they come home to start their Summit League season against Western Illinois, the 19th. Beaver basketball. The Beavs, Beef Buckets. Beef Bucket Boys, 5-3 and three overall, 1-2 and two in conference. Uh, that north and south took football, so we'll concentrate on the north here where the Beavs are. You know, there you see a lower third there, but it's early. It's one and two in conference, five and three overall. Here's our schedule, one and three in the last there, uh, conference games. Crookston, uh, St. Cloud State, I'm sorry. And the receiving votes squad from Minnesota Duluth gave them a loss. Then they'll be up close to their own neck of the woods as they go to Moorhead, and they'll play Northern State and Aberdeen. Lady Beaver Buckets, 3-4 and four overall, 0-3 in conference. That's going to be tough to get out from that cellar in conference play. Uh, a couple tough losses, St. Cloud State and Duluth. Again, then they got Moorhead and Northern State. Hockey. They play hockey up there in Bemidji. Six, four, and four overall for the boys. Four, one, and three in conference. 
Two wins from St. Thomas. One was a shootout. And that Lake Superior State coming up. CCHA standings. There they are right in the middle. Gonna be tough. We'll have to hopefully get hope to get some wins. Yeah. Lake Superior State, they're playing as the bottom dwellers there, so hopefully they can come out with two wins. You get a win for a you get points for a shot uh shootout win. I'll get it out. Shootout win gets you points, but not as ready much as a regular win. So you see the Beavs have two wins in shootouts, which gives them only 16 points. So those regular wins, they'd be up in third place ahead of Anakito. So gotta get those wins in, in the first three periods. Gals, 4 and 15 and 1, 1 and 13 in conference. Um, Wisconsin did not, was not a very good. We They came into our house and weren't very nice to us. Then we got St. Thomas at St. Thomas this weekend for the Beaver Hockey. Crown College. We'll talk about Crown College. We have big news on them coming up later on in some weeks coming up. We'll introduce you to Crown College, get used to them. Here in St. Bonnie, Minnesota, where they're based. Boys basketball, 7-1 in the UMAC Conference. We got a couple games coming up there against Northwestern and North Central. Of course, no conference games played, so they're all tied for first. But 7-1 overall. The gals are 2-2. Two two. Same games coming up. Again, just starting conference play. The UMAC uh, Upper Midwest Athletic Conference. We'll be covering more stuff for them, basketball and uh, football, when that season starts next year. And soon to be, we will officially soon to be, the official podcast home of Crown College Baseball. Nice. High school football tournaments wrapped up. Um, yes, we made picks on this show last week, and I hope – no one went and placed bets on our picks because you'd be uh, no. poor. Mountain Iron wins over Spring Grove. Oh, a lot of these games, I'm not clicheing, were closer than the scores. Even the three-point game was closer than the score. Even one made ESPN's top ten plays number one play of the week. Mountain Iron and Miniota, nine men and one A champs. Uh Barnesville, your 2A champs. New London Spicers, your 3A champs. 27-26 game. Similarly, over Hutch. Elk River over Mankato West. And Maple Grove is your big school champ over Rosemont. Now, the Elk River game... That was the game I believe that had the play of the week, Dan. Is that correct? Or the New no, Spicer? New yeah, Spicer. There you go. The New London Spicer with the hook and ladder, we used to call it, but was the number one play on SportsCenter. So congrats. I saw also someone put it out there. Randy Maw, Randy Moss of the Vikes, tweeted to him. Congrats. <clears throat> well, uh, Mm -hmm. I got two things, uh, you know, to say. We, we went through these games and did a preview. Yep. I, for the most part, stayed out of it, Andy, but but I made two picks. One was Hutchins, Hutchinson will have an easy time over Simley. 
I predicted a double-digit win by Hutch. That was wrong. Yeah, that was a double-digit by Simile. A double-digit loss by Hutch. Yes. And the only one I got right was I said, New London Spicers has got a good team. Watch those guys mm -hmm. because their big, their big receiver, Christensen, yep. is a guy to watch. And uh, six foot four. And they did the final play, the Hail Mary. Yep. Got it down there to uh, to the five-yard line. And while he was being tackled, he pitched it back to Mr. Christensen himself. He ran it in for the score for the game-winning touchdown as the time expired. Unbelievable finish. That is uh, prep football right there for you, baby. Yep. That is. That's the only thing I got right for the uh, prediction as far as a big game from him. My Hutchinson prediction, way wrong. But uh, we did do the show with Kip Kovar, uh, and we went through each of these yeah, we games. Now – we're not talking about the that. only thing. The only thing I got to say, Andy, is this: is of uh, the seven classes we have champions in the seven classes. I would like to congratulate the five teams. Let's see, one, two, the four, the four teams of the seven that finished undefeated. Yep. Very hard thing to do. Any kind of uh, state football championship at the varsity level to go undefeated the entire season and win. Uh, Martin Mountain Iron Buell, uh, they were one of them. Barnesville. Finished uh, thirteen and zero. Elk River thirteen and zero. Maple Grove thirteen yep. and zero. Four teams of the seven finished thirteen and zero. Hats off. That's a very hard thing to do. Continue on <clears throat> with that. Then we go into hockey and basketball. So boys hockey. We're not going to go over the games and that for these every week, folks, because we'll there are so many and so many classes and games every day. We're just going to kind of update the the rankings. So. Here we are, week one rankings, 2A. Tonka, number one, up from number seven the week before, which was basically the preseason poll. So you got Tonka, Wesson, and Andover, your top three there. Andover up from number 10 because, of course, some schools didn't play. Hillary drops from six to eight without playing a game. But, drop, but that's just preseason tournaments and the way it is. In 1A, you got Hermantown up there at the first. War Road, Monument. I just basically I could probably just change a date. These ten won't change much, but here they are. Girls hockey. Here we go. Gentry Academy number one for two A. Andover and Tonka is third. Ahead of Edina, the way God intended. One A War Road, Proctor Hermantown, and Academy of Holy Angels. Again, those three, as we've said before, are going to be in the top five guaranteed all year, right there. Barring natural disaster. Boys basketball, four classes. This is your preseason polls as of the 25th. I know some of these teams have played games, so do not bother Connie with your rotten emails about us. Yes. These are just, I, can only, I can only tell you what the Star Tribune has printed. I can only show up here. So, And, again, we're just going to show the, the rankings. We'll – as games go on, we'll talk about highlight games or certain conferences we'll pick up here and there, but we're just going to cover the four classes here. Park Center, Lakeville North, YZ, Taka, and Eastview are your top five. 3A, Tatino Grace, De La Salle, Orono, Monomedi, and Benild are your top five. 2A, Minnehaha, Holy Family, Plainview, Lake City, and Purim are your top five. Watertown Mayor at number nine. Mm. 1A, Hayfield, Belgrade, New Life Academy, 
Cherry and Cass Lake. There you go there for the boys. Girls basketball, let's hit them. 4A, Hopkins, Tonka, St. Michael, Albertville, Eden Prairie, and the Chaska are your top five. Preseason poll number class 3A, Becker, Benilde, Grand Rapids, Alec, and Academy of Holy Angels. 2A, Providence, St. Croix Lutheran, Minnehaha Academy, Goodhue, Holy Family. Again, probably those five will be up there most of the year. 1A, Hancock, Mountain Iron, Hayfield, Underwood. Shout out to Underwood. Buffalo Lake wow. at five. And there's Coach Gustin and the girls at number nine with Mayor Lutheran. Oh, yes. Close personal friend of the show, Chris Gustin, by the way. Yes. KG, KG. as we call him. Wrestling. Now, the Star Tribune site, or Minnesota State High School League, does not show its own rankings, so we go to the guillotine for that. Uh, there are sections in the parentheses. It's 3A, 2A, and 1A. We'll just kind of cop, uh, talk about the top few schools here. Okay. St. Michael okay. Alberville's 1, Hastings 2, Stillwater Area 4. And this is kind of like with hockey. You get a lot of combined schools for the wrestling, too, there. So, um, so that's why it's Stillwater Area. Northfield and Waconia 5. 2A, Simley, Becker, New Prague, Cass and Monterville, Scott West at number 5. Watertown Mayor at 12. Class A, Jackson County Central, Royalton Upslaw 2, number 3, West Central Area. 4, Belgrade 5, Dover. So Howard Lake, Waverly, Winstead at number 11. Now, they did have a gals ranking for the girls wrestling, but nothing by team, so it's all individual. It is. But by okay. weight classes, I didn't know that. His weight classes and the way I was raised, I did not speak of a lady and her weight or age. So I'm not going to come up. Yes. You're raised yeah, well, but, uh, Andy. And I've so seen some themselves. They'll they, beat me up, so I ain't going to put it up. They won't have teams. They'll practice with the boys yeah. but compete with the girls on an individual basis only at state and an open invitational tournaments, yeah. I suppose. Yep. So if you go to the guillotine, you go to their site, they have them by weight class ranked. And we'll probably touch that every now and then. If we don't do the boys, teams will cover the gals. Okay, okay. But for time reasons today, we're doing just the boys. I'll be going to look insight into that. Good to know. A lot of gals from the Bemidji school I saw in there. I just kind of peeped that in real quick. So the northern schools might see a little more action than the southern or metro. Okay. Outfit. All right, the NASCAR awards. I'm not going to go over the winners on that. That's going to be a special show midweek here coming up, maybe. But they had their awards okay. on Saturday on the Peacock Network. We saw the post on social media I put up. Leads me to my soapbox. Yes. Emmy award-winning soapbox, by the way. In yes. the sports and songs category, Carver County Wait, Edition, what now? Emmys. The soapbox won an Emmy. Thank you. All right. So you want to grow the sport of NASCAR. So you have it on. NBC buys the contract. They put some of it on USA, which is okay. I'll give you that. It's a common cable channel. We'll get it. When Fox does it, someone going FS1, not everybody gets that. That kind of bothers me. You're paying this big money, and you're burying it. Now your award show comes up, and you put it on an app. Now, with that said, I'm not a big fan of the Oscars or the Emmys or stuff like that, but 
the red carpet events, and some of that's kind of fun to watch because they let their hair down and they let it go. The ESPYs on ESPN. Everyone's kind of got their guard down and they let it go. It's kind of fun to watch. And here you're going to want to grow NASCAR and you bury it on an app. There's many other channels that NBC owns. And here's just what they had on TV that night, opposite this. NBC had Celebrity Password and Dateline NBC on. Bravo had a show called Couples Retreat, a reality show, I'm guessing. CNBC had Undercover Boss. E had The Proposal, played back-to-back. -back. That's a movie I'm understanding. Oxygen had Accident, Accident, Suicide, or Murder. Sci-Fi had Fast Five, followed by Fast and Furious 7. So they didn't even play those movies in order and had them back-to-back. And -back. USA had episodes of 911 back-to-back, and True TV had Impractical Jokers going on. You're telling me those shows all drew more ratings than you if you would have put the NASCAR awards on one of those channels? I'm just saying. You want to grow the sport, don't well, bury it on an app for your award. I, here's a good uh, uh, comparison, Andy. NCAA basketball, when the brackets come out and all these games are yep. on, at first, you know, when the sport was growing, when the tournament was growing, they're all nationally televised games. Now that they have a foothold, you can put them on True TV, WTBS. You can put those games yep. out there. NASCAR, what you're saying is that they haven't had it before, and this is their first one. They're trying to uh, grow the sport, and now they're putting it on uh, – they're burying it on some – Peacock app. Know, yeah, yeah. So Thursday night NFL football has been around for a while. Now they're moving it to Amazon Prime this year. Mm -hmm. That makes sense whether we agree with it or not. But you've had your time in the spotlight. What you're saying is NASCAR should be putting it front center the first couple of years to get listeners right. and viewers and then push it back uh, after it gets, uh, you know, listenership, uh, viewership. Yeah, you can watch it on demand on the app later. That's fine. Great. Grow it. But Got it. Got it. Makes sense. The Thursday Night Football. That key market that they're on is the key market people for football fans who have apps only for their TV to watch. You don't have Spectrum Cable or whatever else. So they have Apple Plus TV. They have Hulu so they can watch their games there. They're okay with that. NASCAR is still, as much as some of the, the people like to think, it's still a blue-collar sport. Yeah. Don't bury it on an app. Don't bury it on sci-fi channel. Put on USA Network. Put on doesn't have to be on NBC. I'll give you that. Don't put it there. But or, or work with Fox on since you guys split up the shows throughout the year. Put on FS1 then. At least it's on a cable channel that some people get. Unless, you know, unless the, the management got together and said, let's put it out there to see how many viewers and then decide mm -hmm. what we're going to do with it next year. But that's a poor test because you're dealing with a, such a, a smaller population of people watching it on yeah. that app anyway. So I agree. Of course. That makes sense. Here we go. The Mets. Here we go. Yes. We've cried. We've laughed. Let's just talk about the elephant in the room. Jake. All right. He signed with the Rangers. He doesn't want the pressure. I think I know where this is going. I think I know where this is going, but go ahead. 
Um, his deal is a five-year, $185 million year with a six-year option for $37 million. Um, I know the Rangers, if you look back at your history, years ago, when they signed A-Rod to the first $100 million contract, he didn't play there the whole way out. I like DeGrom. Uh, injuries the last couple of years, I, I, you overpaid for him. I love him, don't get me wrong, but you overpaid. God is my witness he will not play all five years in Texas. Okay, gotcha. Makes Someone sense. will buy him out in a couple of three years, the Dodgers, the Yankees, whatever. I bet the farm and the animals, he does not play all five years with the Texas Rangers. Now, now, Andy, what's your thoughts? I thought you were going to maybe go in this direction. Is when they put the player's face in the new team's uniform that he's never played on. Yes. Um, I'm not a fan of that. What are what are your thoughts? With clip art and everything else, you kind of want to show them as good looking team colors. You want to push them with that team. You want people to recognize that face with that team as soon as you can. So they do yeah. that. So for that reason, for marketing wise, I'm okay with it. It's as you'll see later is when when you assume the uniform number, people try to order it right away. That's where you got problems. Oh uh, yes. Like this one. Max Scherzer has got his buddy, Justin Verlander. The Mets signed him this afternoon. Two-year, $86 million contract with an option in 2025 for $35 million. I checked it out. Verlander could get number 35 with the Mets. No one has it right now. This was a smart signing. Scherzer is old. Verlander is old. But Verlander was only a two-year deal. Yeah. If you, So you're putting all your eggs in one basket for next year. Please, God, the Mets win it next year. And the next year after that would be great. But say in the second year of Verlander's deal, they're not doing it. Therefore, it's only a two-year deal. You trade him for prospects then. So a two-year contract was perfect. I'd like to see him walk out of there with two rings. Don't get me wrong. But that second year leaves you open where if you have to trade him, you can. And like I said, if you go back in your way back machine to 2010 through 2014 – when Scherzer and Verlander were, were teammates in Detroit. Yes. So they're the putting the band back together. Nice. More baseball news from the last 36 hours. Philly signed Trey Turner, 11 years, $300 million deal. Wow. So he is reunited with Bryce Harper. They were both in the Nationals for a while, so another reunion going on. Clayton Kershaw signed a one-year deal with the Dodgers to stay there. Are you sitting down, Dan? Yes. The twins are talking on trading Louis Rise. Well, now I don't know if you saw this, Andy, but I posted this article on our on our Facebook page after reading it this afternoon. Um, very good article, yep. number one. You have to read the whole thing because it's very, very good. Uh, it's almost more well-written than most of the beat writers and the Twins covered uh, writers here in town because I, I I feel like reading some of these articles, I'm like, what are you talking about? And uh, this this article was good. Now, I've never seen any, any talk of trading Arise, but this made sense because he's a blue chip. You're going to get the most you can for him this year. Yeah. He doesn't have a home per se – defensively 
although he's a good serviceable first baseman. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to get pitching or improve something else, uh, it wouldn't cost you too much because you're going to get a bunch of things, including cash, in return for a guy like this. Yes, because what you know, was last year working in the bottle, is he really good? Because they're not going to sign a big bankroll right now, so they're still paying Buxton for one good year. Yeah. So that might be one of the No, I think – I think Arise is the real deal. He will be good. Yes. Um, and the rest of the the article goes on to say, which I agree with, the rest of the team and most of the lineup is set defensively. Most of the pitching is already set defensively. You read articles about Minnesota Twins pitching, and most folks are saying, we need to beef up. We need to beef up. We need to beef up. Uh, the twin starters that they have are should be good to go. There, there shouldn't be any off-season deals for starting pitching. But this article, the writer of this article, goes on to say that three of the big studs on the pitching staff after this year is over are up, are up for renewal yep. or going out. That's what this article focuses on. Maybe you do get some starting pitching for a deal, for a three- or four-year deal or, or something like that uh, to make up for the problem we're going to encounter in two years from now. This year, I think the problem is fine with the pitching, but – I don't have a lot of folks that uh, are on my side that believe that, but this this guy had a real good, well written article that you could get a lot for a rise right now. Before you have to have that whole thing. Oh, should we sign him for the big money? Should we not this or that? If you can get rid of him, do it now. I like him. He's a nice guy, nice clubhouse guy. But you know what? Nice guys don't win rings. Well, he's a, he's a nice guy. I'm a big fan of his myself. Yeah, oh, I am too. You have to think in terms of what would you get in return for the current batting title? Jackpot, baby. Yep. Uh, you could get prospects. You could get live guys, first current current guys, future guys, prospects, cash. There could be a whole assortment of things coming along if you put this gentleman on the table. Yeah. You're not in, a good get, way. in a good way. You, you can't get a trade him for Otani straight up. No, he's not in that caliber yet. But a team like the Angels might want him to fit in. And now what do you guys got for prospects? Yep. Fred McGriff makes the Hall of Fame. Nice. Joy Mudville. Fred, very deserving of it. I'm kind of sad it took this long, this committee, to get him elected. He should have been in beforehand. Shame on you writers for not putting him in there. Yes, I said it. Shame on you. Pardon my language. Yes. That's what I got, Dan. That's that's McGriff, uh, the crime dog. McGriff's a stud. Yeah. That guy... That guy could ball uh, one hell of a ball player. That the other guy who's not in it that should be that was on that same list is Dale Murphy. He's not in either yet. Again, shame on you. Timing. It all falls in the timing and who you're up against and what class you're in and who else is up at that same time. Now, one thing, going back to the soapbox real quick, I want to touch on. Yes, I did not say put the, the award show on NBC. Put it on one of your affiliates, one of your cable channels you own. Because also that night, on non-NBC-owned networks, ABC had the ACC championship and Fox had the Big Ten championship for football going on. So, of course, you're not going to put on NBC against that. I, I totally get that. But it's football. You might be flipping channels. I'm right. not gonna, I can't flip between an app and ABC back and forth or app and Fox back and forth. If you put on a cable channel, I might flip. I could catch my NASCAR awards here and there a little bit. That's the other reason I'm saying put on a regular channel. Saturday, people flipping channels. Football games both get out of hand. You want to watch something. 
Well, think of it even as at a sports bar with multiple TVs. You have a couple on the football game. Yeah. You may have one, even though it's in the corner. Uh, on the NASCAR, you're going to get people looking over, drifting over to watch that. Yeah, two guys over there shooting pool want to watch NASCAR up on the TV, you know. So I have uh, an answer for the trivia. Yes. The trivia question is Caitlin Clark, the phenomenal basketball women's star from Iowa Hawkeyes. Recorded her seventh career triple-double this week, last week. Triple-double. She has seven. Where does she rank all-time in the Big Ten? And I'm including men's programs, history of Big Ten, women's programs, history of the Big Ten. Where does that fall? Where do you think? You know, as I think about it, you know, back in the day, like when Michael Thompson was at the U or some of the other guys back then, and uh, Mikhail Brewer back back those days, uh, Willie Burton. You played four years. So for the men, if it's someone who did it, it was someone back then. Nowadays, they don't, they don't stick around that long. Um, but I'm sure it was done. Gal's side, I could maybe Lindsay Whalen has a, a dozen of them, I'm going to guess. Um, I'm going to say she's top 10. So I'm say that she's 10th overall. Top 10. That's what they the answer, like. Andy, the answer is she's first. Wow. She, she now leads the history of the Big Ten men's and women's programs of any team in the Big Ten. And what do they have? Wow. 14, 12? Six, 16 next year. <laughs> yeah. Over the over the years. Yeah. No one, men's or women's, wow. has seven triple-doubles in Big Ten conference play ever. Caitlin Clark's the first. So broke the women's ceiling barrier there. That is a record. That is huge. And if you sit down and think about that, you know, those Michigan State teams are very good on the men's side. The Michigan, the Fab yeah. Five, there's been some good programs. But I think perhaps, like you said, if they play a year or two and go out and, and go NBA, yeah. you're not going to get a chance for all this. But on the reverse side is she has seven already. she got a year and a half plus to go this year and all yes. next. She owns that record. That's a huge record for sports fans uh, following Big Ten. And we will be following Monica Zanano, Caitlin Clark, and Iowa here as they roll into um, into the Big Ten play and everything here starting of the year. Um, They're going to be tough. They're going to be good good to watch, fun to watch. Monica's sister, Meg, at the U of M is going to have another good – is off injury from last year, so watch for her name to come up once in a while. Um, You can see the local media have fun with that with the two girls from Watertown both playing. You know, Sano leads Big Ten in scoring today, and it's going to be Maggie and that. Monica, you know, so exactly, exactly. Read the article closely. Um, rule five: the winter meeting is going on for baseball right now. Rule five: come, their draft is Wednesday. Wednesday, yes. Wednesday night. All right, yes. Um, so we got that coming up. Trades and signings are starting already. The winter meetings are done. Trade Turner signs with the Phillies. It's been a trade between the Pirates and uh, Mariners that we posted that uh, late last week. Now, so Andy, Turner's do you family. know who signed with the Phillies? That didn't make the news. An outfielder by the name of Jake Cave. Yes, I did see that one the other day. Yes. Jake was it a minor league deal or Trey Turner and Bryce Harper next year? Did he sign a minor league deal or did he sign with the team? I don't know if it was minor or or major. Um, I don't. But he's a. I don't think he'll be in the majors, but uh, he might be a fourth outfielder type of a guy. He's going to pay check in the Phillies this year, is what you're saying. Yeah. He, well. Baltimore went after him and released him already in the yeah. offseason this year, just recently. And so Philadelphia just picked him up. Who knows? I think he's serviceable for yep. an outfielder for sure in the minors. He'll, he'll yeah. still be a stud in the minors for a couple of years. Yeah. 
but he's getting long in the tooth, as they say. Yes. That's all I've got for this week. Uh, That's all. Have a good week. Anything more, Andy? No, just um, we got stuff coming up. Now that we got basketball and hockey starting, and we might have more midweek shows based on that. So uh, we're getting away from the baseball Look stuff. Look forward to college football D1 Bowl. The bowls have been announced. Uh, we're in bowl season. We'll do a special episode probably on that. And uh, the Division Two, uh, I mean the yeah the Division Two brackets we've got the FCS, uh, the FCS brackets, yeah. those will all be getting um, top uh, next couple of weeks. A lot of airplay because this is the down week for Division One football. All it is is Army Navy game. So we'll see some of those other tournaments on ESPN this weekend. That's right. All right. Have a good week, everyone. Bye.